0: isn't it good to have jesus yep. amen well we're into day two of the new year hey all going well so far as i said i'm not an expert in diseases i'm not a doctor i'm not a health department person but What you've got this morning is a truck driver that God called to be a pastor and it's a real privilege to bring the word this morning. So let's focus on that, hey? Alrighty, if you're around my vintage, you've probably heard of a saying that they're as solid as a rock of Gibraltar. (coughs) Anyone heard that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's showing their age, good. (laughs) If you don't know what the rock of Gibraltar is, it's a little rock that hangs off Spain, I think. And it's a British territory, and so it ain't going anywhere. And it's really solid. I mean, I think there's a, a lesser version. Of some you know someone is a you know is a rock. You can de- you know you can depend on them. If you ask them to do something in six months' time, they'll be there when you've asked them to do it. That, that type of people. We all know some of those people. Hopefully, we've all got someone in the church that we can yeah. But it's some something we can depend on. And sometimes. Who's ever heard? Uh, you know, you can invest in this company or you can invest in this. It's solid as a rock. And six months later, that rock's just fallen over, and all your money's gone somewhere. That's not real solid, is it? I remember watching a TV show many years ago, and it was about a, um, I think it's called like a private hospital type of thing. In I think it was in New York somewhere. So only the you know the rich and the famous went there. So it was about this, uh, one of the surgeons, he was a senior surgeon or something. And so, you know, I mean, he would have been just buckets of money he would have been earning. And his accountant took off to South America with all his money. And there was a scene of him in a stairwell, you know, curled up in the corner. Because he's lost all his money. And the immediate thought came to me, fair dinkum. You'd earn more than me in a week that I earn in a year. You know, in two weeks' time, you'll be able to buy a new house. But he was so much, he had his, you know, his rock was that finance. So, what or who do you trust this morning to get you through troubled times? That's a good answer. That's a Sunday school answer, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> but it is a good answer, yeah. Would you turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 30, please? And a bit of a short background to this, this chapter is David was sick of being chased around the neighbourhood by, uh, by uh, King um, Saul, wasn't it? Yeah. So he decided he'd go and join the Philistines, the arch enemy of the Israelites, so he he hung around with them a few years and then uh, they were going to battle against the uh, Israelites and the uh, princes of the Philistines said, look, we're not having him and his mob with us. What happens if halfway through the battle they turn on us? Not nick them off. So the, the king of the uh, Philistines had to tell David, no, we no longer require your services, you're out of here. And so he headed home. So then we take it up in chapter 30 and it says, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag, attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there. From small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahenia a lady and the other one, Jezreelitus and Abigail, I can do that one, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, understandably, but to add to his distress is this, For the people spoke of stoning him. It was his fault. Because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. I think I'd be distressed too. Not only had I lost my three wives, not that I'd probably be happy to lose two of them. He's lost his family and they want to stone him because they've lost theirs every right to be distressed. Who's ever lost something that they've held dearly? Or, you know, some years ago I was working in Noosa for a laundry company and I used to drive from Noosa to Redcliffe Hospital every morning with dirty, uh, no clean laundry and bring back dirty laundry. And uh, one Monday morning I was just finishing up and the boss walked out and said... Uh, We no longer require your services, you'll finish up on Friday. I was slightly distressed. Then I had to think and I realised that they had been talking about selling the vehicle and that person would be a contractor to them, but that didn't help my distress any because at the end of the week I didn't have a job. Like everyone who loses a job, you've got bills to pay and rent to pay, things like that. I was distressed. So what does David do? David strengthened himself in the Lord. So I wonder what that means. How do you, what, what does strengthen yourself in the Lord mean? In probably 1985, I was in Mount Isa. I was in a coffee shop. I went up to make an order. And a guy come out of the kitchen. And he said, I've got a word for, from the Lord for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on his own understanding. Acknowledge him all in all your ways and he'll make your path straight. Turned around and went back into the kitchen. I haven't forgotten that. If there's one word I've got from anyone or anywhere from the Lord, it's probably the only one I've ever remembered. And I've tried to apply it to my life, to trust in the Lord. And that's exactly what David did. He strengthened himself in, in his God. And David said uh, to um, Abi, Abiathar the priest, Amalek's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abi, Ab, oh, goodness, why couldn't they have names like John and Harry? Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered them, Pursue, for you shall o- surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. So he went to prayer. He inquired of the Lord. He put his trust in God. The ephod was a garment worn by the priest when doing sacrifices. So in a sense, it was an apron to stop the blood getting on their clothes. We could think of the blood of Jesus. But that's for another day. Notice God's promise. For he shall surely overtake them. For you shall surely overtake them. And with fail, recover them all. He was given a promise. See, David had been away from the Lord when he was with the Philistines and he hadn't sought the Lord at all. And as a soldier, David... Most soldiers wouldn't need to seek the Lord in a, an occasion like this because you know, as a soldier, you just got to go back and fight and get what was rightfully yours back. But he chose to seek the Lord, to put his trust in God and not his own ability. Like David, I strengthened myself in the Lord in that occasion with the losing my job. I put my trust in the Lord and I put my situation before the Lord wasn't easy but it was probably all I could do actually (laughs) then in chapter 30 verses 18 and 19 so David carried all the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and nothing of theirs was lacking either small or great sons or daughters spoil or anything which they had taken from them David recovered all Trust God. It rolls off the tongue nicely when you're a Christian, doesn't it? But what does it mean? How do we do it? Trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something to have confidence, be confident, to be bold, to be secure, The calm resolve to wait for the salvation of God. To calm your soul when all around is falling apart. I thought on that, why are we calming our soul and not our spirit? Because when we become a Christian, the word of God tells us our spirit that was dead in sin is no longer in us. But the Spirit of God who brings us life is within us. So the Spirit, it's fine. It knows what to do. It knows how to trust in the Lord. It's the soul or the fleshy that has the battle. I can remember when I was doing just what David did, going to the Lord in prayer. I was like, you know, I didn't like my boss. This isn't fair. Yada, 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 yada. And eventually, my soul realized that God's got it. And even though I was the inner man, I had such peace. It was amazing. My soul was at peace because I had given my situation to God. Psalm 62, 1 to to 5. David again is writing this psalm. Verse 1, he says, Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. Verse 5, My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. Sounds the same, doesn't it? But it's different. David says something about his soul then says something to his soul. Waits in silence addresses a decision, a settled mind. Wait in silence is David stirring his soul to remember that decision. So he's made a decision. In verse 1, truly my soul waits. And then while he's waiting for the salvation of the Lord, he's reminding his soul that God will come through. From verse 5, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, And my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Trust is about believing God's word, even if we don't see it. If we don't see it happening. That's believing that God is our salvation trust leads to hope in times when we think we have no hope when we trust in the Lord that brings us hope we can trust God when we believe his word is true and our hope comes from our trust in him Romans fifteen thirteen says may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit As I put my trust in God, by the end of the week, I was reinstated. Another person had resigned and they needed another driver. And I continued on in the company for a while. God had it. I just had to trust that he had it, even though I didn't feel like it. The music team can come back up please so my question to you this morning what or who have you got your trust in and we like the, the surgeon in the TV series who had all his trust in his money and he was wrecked when he lost all his money or like David do we put our trust in our Lord and wait for his salvation in our circumstances. Let's stand this morning together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you are such a reliable rock. We read about it in your word so many times. Father, I know myself and I'm sure others here have many times of really not trusted in you but have looked for things or or, or a person to put their trust in when we should have been trusting in you Father even David after being away from you came into that situation was more than capable of chasing after the enemy And yet he put his trust in you. He went to you. Help us to be like David, Lord God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would remind us in times when we need to be reminded that you would do just that. That no matter what's happening around us, that you are our salvation. And we give you all the praise, all the honour. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Dave. I just want to speak.